Drink Discussion. My name's Jason. I'm Kieran. And today is a very special episode of Drink Discussion. Why is it special and why are you whispering? Because we're going to read the entire Fifty Shades of Grey book, oh. word for word. And then we're moving on to Twilight. I mean, I've already read two of the Twilight books and that was how long it... I, I read those first two because I wanted to say it was shit, but not just jump on the bandwagon without doing my research. It was. It was shit. Okay, what if I told you we were reading every single graphic novel in history? Well, I'd actually probably be a little disappointed because there's like there's some gems in there that are amazing, but there's probably a lot of shit. Okay, I'm done talking in quiet because... Also, if we are going to read Fifty Shades of Grey, I want to read it in alphabetical order. We read each word the amount of times it occurs. Well, I I like that there's also a book out there called Fifty Sheds of Grey, and it's literally a book about sheds in different colours of grey. I think it's very good. I think Bunnings should adopt that. Yeah, that that sounds pretty good. I've seen a book. I'm not sure if it's a fake one made by a great Instagram account, Obvious Plant, but it was 48 Shades of Brown. (laughs) And I thought, I don't want to open that book at all. Well, it could be great for people, you know, I like that tree. What shade paint do I get? Get the book 48 Shades of Brown. It's got all 48 browns. There are only 48 browns. Actually, I've been looking into paint recently. Yeah? So, um... Microsoft or? No, uh, real, like the liquid. Oh, the liquid. That you you put on things to make it a different Ah, color. Oil or water-based? Ah, acrylics. Oh. So, as I would have mentioned maybe an episode or two ago, I recently got a new position. Yes. I also now recently got another new position. At the same time as I got my first position, I applied for another one at the same place. Never heard anything back, so I just assumed, oh, I didn't get that, but I got the position that I got, which is good. I didn't get the higher one. Then uh, last Thursday, a week ago today, I get an email at 3.15 saying, hey, we'd like you to interview for this at 3.15 tomorrow. And I'm going, oh, shit, that's not enough time. So then anyway, I go in and I interview at 3.15 the next day. Interview goes for about an hour, then finish up my work day at 5, start driving to the pub, get a call, got the job. So I got another job. And to celebrate that, I'm doing something new, which is I've repaired and fixed a few guitars, but I've never built one. So I bought a DIY building guitar kit. Wow. And I've decided I want to paint it in like pearlescent paint, multicolored, like shimmery kind of stuff. It's also a weird one. It doesn't have a head. It's a headless guitar. So the neck goes up and it doesn't have that big wood thing where the strings attach at the end. The strings attach at the bottom and they kind of clip in at the end. Uh, But it's, it's headless. So I thought like, let's go spacey and weird. Spacey and weird sounds great. Is it going to be like purple and like shimmery? Yeah. I I want it to kind of feel like a nebula. Yeah. Yeah, but like, you know... But the Milky Way in guitar form. Yes, but not the chocolate. Aww. I could really go for a Milky Way right about now. Well, speaking of it, something that's milky, we have our Milky White guest with us. (laughs) (laughs) Blake King! Blake, how are you? Oh, you ruined my joke. I was going to go, my name is Blake and I'm one of the shades of brown you mentioned. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're a whiter shade of brown. (laughs) I don't know how to feel about that. Am I being insulted? No, Is no, it because no. I'm you're like a regular partner? You're like, oh, don't worry about it. We're all quite, we're all quite pale. Um, I'm very quite pale. I think I win the contest, <laughs> yeah, actually. Uh... Yeah, but that's like, there's some lines there. Yeah, there's some lines there. Change it up actually, I'll unbutton my shirt a little bit for sure. Check out this line around my neck. What's the weird tattoo? Oh, <laughs> that's... What does that say? That says Kirsten was Is that here. Is that a yeah, it, it, it's it's nothing. I, I actually don't have a tattoo. I uh, I'm boring. No tattoos, no piercings. No, just not like, that we can see. Just injuries. Nothing you admit, right? Well, I well, I have nothing to admit to. So technically, yes, nothing I'd admit it's because got a there cock is piercing, nothing. Don't you? <laughs> 
Yes, I've got a piercing in the shape of a cock. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Blake, thank you once again for joining us. That's now, all right. Thanks now you've got three books with you again. Yeah, you now, must be getting really bored of my books. No, 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 we, we've barely scratched the surface, I think. I've seen your, like, collection. Yeah, you've you got have, a long haven't you, yeah. Um, I can't remember, did I, did we give you a theme? I think you might have. Cool, did you stick to that theme? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. All right, well, well... So there's another theme, so there's more themed books coming. Well, I, I, I guess... I think I know what the theme might be, but I don't want to say because I want Ooh. to see what the books are and then like backtrack and figure out the theme. I could go back through the messages, but... Well, well, if you tell me now, then when I bring the books out, I can make up something if it's not quite right, you know, slowly link it in. All right, well, well, I'm going to be quiet for a bit so that Jason can edit this out and using a bit of movie magic or audio radio <laughs> magic, we can pretend, oh, wow, that was the theme. Well, you know, I actually asked him to bring something as well today. Oh, you did? Yeah. Please, reveal. Oh, yes. oh, already? Yeah. We haven't even had our first drink. No, but... <laughs> oh, yours is so much more appropriate than mine. No, but yours is yours much is... cooler. Okay. <laughs> I was saying to my partner, I don't know if this is very culturally appropriate, but Jason did insist. So. Well, I yeah, am very much there's insisting. Nothing, there's nothing wrong with affairs. Uh, you've worn that cap before. Oh, have I? Yeah. Oh. Oh, I was going to wear one that had LA on it, but I wasn't sure. I was it? What colour was the LA hat? It was blue. Oh, well, fuck that. That's the Dodgers. Go fuck themselves. Well, Go Angels. LA Angels. Best baseball. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I like the Fez. It reminds me of the Steely Dan song, The Fez. I, I just think the Fez was cool. He sent me some pictures. I'm like, Fez, like, straight away. It's I'm like, nothing else. Just picks, yeah. The Fez. Yeah. I had somebody I know go to Morocco and go to Fez, and I asked for a Fez from Fez. And did you get it? They bought one. Yeah. We're bringing it home. They went out to a party that night, and in Morocco, they apparently do this thing called... You know how we have a shoey? Yeah. Where you pour the drink into a shoe? Yeah. Yeah, they have a fezzy, <laughs> and it's just... It got covered in alcohol, and they're like, wow. yeah, sorry, we couldn't bring that back because it was just drenched in alcohol. So instead, I got a little sword from Toledo, Spain, the same shop that did all the swords for Game of Thrones. Instead, oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's not bad. Well, speaking of things that are cool and not bad and not quite a fez, how about we get into our first round of drinks? No. <laughs> <laughs> but screw you! Today's drinks, we do have a theme. I went out and I got these drinks. And uh, the theme is... Uh, well, I believe that at least one of us has had a major life event in the last six months. Okay, no. No, I haven't. It's okay. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I've got my job stuff, but that's like job stuff. Yeah. Blake? No, it's not me either. It's so not? I don't know. I think you brought the wrong person on the oh, podcast. Sorry. Really? Oh, sorry. We forgot to tell you this is where we remove your kidney and sell it. Oh, well, all right. Go ahead. <laughs> Just let me unbutton. I'm right. This is Surgeon oh, Simulator in real life. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, I got us a certain style of drinks for celebration because, Blake, congratulations on getting engaged. Yay! Yay. So, uh, yes, I bought a couple of mini bottles of uh, sparkling wine because I thought, like, I don't want to deal with all these open like, sparkling bottles. Maxi bottles. Oh, yep. It's very, very thoughtful. Thank you. I appreciate so, that. So I've got two of each bottle just so that there's enough. These are poppable top ones. Ooh. So that we can get the pop. We Ultra haven't had dangerous. a pop. We haven't had a pop on the uh not in a while. That may be because of OHS. Yeah. Well, here's the first one. Let me just Oh. oh it's, it's a twist. It's top. a twist yeah. top. It just looks like a cork under the wrapping. So, uh, Hang on, give me the cork. Oh, the, the wrapping. Okay, so... Oh, look, it popped! Um, Yay! My face. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what we are starting off here with 
is the Grant Berge Pinot Noir Chardonnay. Ooh, I've actually had this one before. You have? A full bottle of it. Well, good for you. We're not ha- on my own at once. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we're going to have two full bottles today because a full bottle is not a real measurement. And uh, we've got two <laughs> bottles here and I'm going to empty them. Here's the other one opening now that I know it's a twist top. That's a bit better. Yeah, it's something. Yeah, it's something. It is, it is indeed something. So, starting off, Grant Burge, it's a winery in the Barossa. Now, uh, Blake, you are from the Barossa. I am, yeah. Yeah. Have you been to the Grant Burge winery? I have not, because contrary to popular belief, we don't all go to wineries oh. in our spare time. Not, maybe it's just me, but I'm like, if you live in the area, would you go to the wineries? I don't know. Maybe yes. I mean, not. <laughs> uh, having, having worked in the area, what else is there to do? That's true. There's the mini golf place. Well, there's oh, a reason I'm not there anymore, so, you know, it gets a bit boring after a while. Page one of Fifty Shades of Grey. Light grey. Imagine, imagine <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Slightly less light grey. Imagine if that was the book I brought. <laughs> seems like the most amazing coincidence. <laughs> I really fucking hate it. You know, you brought Fifty Shades of Grey, and uh, then you've also brought Jamie Oliver's 30-minute cookbook. <laughs> Before we get into our first round of book, books, congratulations, Blake, and congratulations to Brooke, and cheers. Yeah. Now, I actually have something for you as well, Blake. Do you really? I do. Now, let me put on my other hat that I have with me. Oh, yeah, it's the present-giving hat. It's the present-giving hat. It's... <laughs> Kieran, what is it? It's a Santa hat. Yeah, it's the Santa hat. <laughs> yes. The Santa hat has made a return. It will always return. Except at Christmas, where I don't wear it. No. Very ironic colour. I bought you and... Um, your lovely partner, Brooke, a little gift. I won't oh, put that in front of the microphone. Actually, yeah, maybe I'll hold on to it. Yeah. So it is a set of, like, you can put tea or sugar or coffee That's or anything there. But I thought... They're gorgeous. Uh, I wasn't sure whether whether it would be, like, used for coffee or something. But you could also use it for cocktail mix stuff. So you could put Ooh. your cinnamon sticks or your orange rinds or whatever in there. Once again, you're aggressively kind. <laughs> Oh, am I? All right, I'll, t- I'll I take that back. No, no, no. Kirsten no. <laughs> and I just gave him this uh, USB mug warmer. Yeah, but I use that every day, so oh, that's it has not gone unwasted. Oh, that's good. Well, there you go. That's, that's okay. A great conversation start. <laughs> yeah, I have a USB mug warmer. Well, I just start drinking my coffee, and they're like, what does that say? I'm like, oh, yeah, have a look. And they're like, oh, okay, I'm going to walk away now. Wait, USB, do you like... Do it's you... A, it's a, you're not going to ask what it says on it? Well, if I'm more curious to start with, before we... Now I'm really curious as to what's on it. How do you like? Do you plug the mug in with the drink? No, no, no. In it? It's like a it's like a ceramic tile that has a USB cord leaning out of it that is a warming thing. Ah, okay. Because I was just gonna say it seems very dangerous, like plugging a mug directly into your laptop. How do you take a drink? Lift up your laptop and just like, like <laughs> oh yeah, like oh my my laptop has a drink holder. Just uh, it's a disc uh, tray. Yeah, I was gonna say that is a. That's an obsolete piece of technology, yeah, but sure, why not? Actually, no, it's not. But the ones with a hole in it, if you can get it to stay out, you can put a drink in. Mm. So what does it say on the mug? I'm trying to remember the exact wording. I think it was something to do with... Uh, was it? My farts kill small children or something I thought like it was that. just hospitalised. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I mean, in SA, it's the same thing. It's really like oh, famous. yeah. The, well, with our current health system, yes. You said it, I didn't. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, first thoughts on this wine. Uh, it's nice, it's bubbly, it's sweet. It's lovely. Pretty standard champagne. Well, not champagne. That's only from the champagne region of France. But yeah, pretty good. No, mm. Not bad. It's nice. Yeah. Much better being fresh. I had my bottle for a couple of years and I opened it recently. Didn't taste this nice. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like champagne isn't like red wine. Yeah, no, I think it's, I think <laughs> I've had sure? it since like 2017. What, what you should do is if you want, you like you age a white wine and then you put it in the soda stream. <laughs> <laughs> I 
and with your Pepsi Ooh. and your pilk. Yeah, and your pilk. <laughs> yeah, we can call it Shepsi. I was Chardonnay <laughs> Pepsi. <laughs> what about Shepilk? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let's uh, let's move on because Blake is here for a reason. It's for the pilk, isn't it? It is for the pilk. <laughs> but before we make you drink some horrible, disgusting pilk, no. um, what is? The first book that you've brought with us. Yes. If you want, I can put that on the table. Yeah, yeah. would you yeah. mind holding that? Yeah. He's putting it in his cupboard now. And <laughs> I believe the assignment, Mr. O'Day, was mm-hmm. that I find books that have been adapted that may require a bit of a reread or a bit of a yes, I said that, yeah, I think there was yeah books that uh, there's a movie of, but the book's better, or the the movie didn't do it well, or just something along those lines. Passing the assignment so far. So yeah. the first one I got for you. I'm hoping you guys have like at least know about these movies, or else it's going to get really complicated so 2001 A Space Odyssey by Arthur C. Clarke now that's the movie adaption with Leslie Nielsen isn't it no that's um, that's a different one Uh, I know the one you're thinking of and it's like his one serious acting role from, ah, the fi- okay. from like the 60s but no this like is The Tempest or no not The Tempest um, it, it's a it's like a remake of the, yeah, it is a remake yeah. of The Tempest but they're like in space 2001 Space Odyssey is the Stanley Kubrick film yeah ah the one with the apes and you know the baby looking over the earth kind of iconography thus spoke Zarathustra oh, as yes theme. yes that one Thank you for bringing that in. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's da, an important part of the film. Da, 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 yeah. Oh, that's enough for James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, same decade. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a loose connection. Same instrumentation as well. Yeah. So, so what is it that makes this? What is probably the main departure that the film has from the book? Well, the funny thing is, is that this book was written around the same time as Kubrick was writing the screenplay for this, so they are quite close to one another, which is good. And it meant that Kubrick obviously had, you know, he's a very visual filmmaker. He obviously could take the material that was there and just make it more ambiguous. So, especially towards the ending. I don't know if you guys have seen the film or know about the film much bits, at all. Bits and pieces. All I know is that we can't let Dave do that. Yeah, yeah. So that's definitely in, in the book. So okay. we kept we get the good parts. Best thing about the book is that it, it adds that extra detail without being really bogged down in its own mythology. I mean, you guys can attest to how thin, you know, the book is. Yeah, that's... And the tendency with sci-fi is to kind of go big and go bold, but this one—it's quite a simple ride. It gets going, and I found I read that in maybe two days. It's wow. really quick, and it's complex as well. But it writes it in a way that doesn't make you feel stupid, but also makes you work a little bit for it. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Is there anything that you think the film missed out on that's in this book that you go like, ah, oh, well, Kubrick could have done better? Well, there's two things. The first part is with the kind of. Because there's almost like two halves to it, almost two parts. So there's the first uh, 50, 60 pages where it takes place in a kind of pre-ancient world with the apes still ruling the world and slowly seeing them conquer. And Kubrick does this really clever thing of editing it um, by one of the apes throws a bone into the air and then it transitions into a space station. So it gets through that transition really quick. But what the book does is it goes through in about two or three pages and maps out how this monolith, so this piece of technology, allows the apes to kind of grow and change. Which sounds kind of, it might sound really boring, but it's a really important thing and it's really, it really helps the existential kind of theme to so, it. So the mythology of the book is that the monolith does something, yeah. let's say with radiation or special waves, yeah. uh, to allow evolution to perhaps speed up, give it a little leg up. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And special... Oh, sorry. Excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> I'm a teacher. Um, so, and the ending. So the ending's very ambiguous in the film, but if you want to 
find any understanding of what happened, the book doesn't. Explains it. So what is the premise behind the baby? I don't want to spoil it, but it is explained in the book. But so for, just for reference, Jason is referring to the cover where there's sort of a bit of a, a fetus looking yeah, faded over, thing. Over the, uh, everything. the star With child. The, stars. Yeah. Yes. the star child. That's what they call it, the star child. Yeah. Ah. Ooh. So it all leads up to the star child at the very end. Ah. How long have you had this book? Uh, not that long, a couple of months. A couple of months? Yeah. I think this book has come from a very long way away. Yes. Yes, because in the back here, you can order more titles from this publishing house by sending in your details to somewhere in the UK. Well, we should be encouraging not only big book sales, but uh, small book sales like this one. So book It is a small book, on. so mm. yeah. <laughs> There's always some gems if you go into an uh, older bookstore. Now, uh, controversial opinions about books turning into film. Was there anything that the film did better? Definitely visually. It's a lot better. And I think the iconography is a lot better. So you mentioned a line from HAL 9000. Yeah. It definitely hits harder in the film. Like it's more... Uh, he's got more of a personality despite him being a machine. You know? Mm. Whereas in the book it does come off as a little bit, I guess, quite robotic. But do they do anything in the book like use a different font to express that? Or No. 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 no there's nothing really to delineate. Probably Comic Sans. Oh, yes. Definitely. Uh, yeah, don't hate the book for that. <laughs> you really are underselling it. Well, I... This was the 60s, alright? Well, Calm if down. we want to read the first line, the drought had lasted for 10 million years and the reign of the terrible lizards had long since ended. I'm cool. I, I remember that. I'm, I'm As the oldest one here, yeah, I can remember that. <laughs> <laughs> what was the weather like then? Oh, magnamary. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a dinosaur walk past my house. It was very rare. Never saw one again. All right. Well, thank you for that wonderful information about that book. Right. Now, let's have a, a quick chat about the wine. So I mentioned this is a local wine from here in South Australia. It's from the Barossa. Other information I can give you is that this particular winery has been around since 1865. Ooh. So it must be doing something right. Or they just got a corner on the market early. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, tr I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. Oh, well, yeah, that, that's, that's it. Well, we've got two more wines, and they could destroy oh, okay, that benefit so, of the yeah, doubt. Yeah, screw so these guys. Don't worry about it. Benefit of the doubt only lasts for one wine. But uh, look, I've always liked our local wines here in Australia. I think this is pretty good. Um, considering that this is a celebration wine, um, Jason, how many party poppers out of 10? You know, the little... Yeah, I was really hoping you'd pick that. I was like, come on, say something to do with party poppers, and you did. So, yeah, well oh, done. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to give this one a solid eight and a half because it is much better than the one that I had sitting around in my house for a couple of years, then decided to cool it and then drink it and didn't taste that See, good. See, I also imagine a party popper isn't very good after that many years. Mm. I'm sure they have a shelf life. Blake, how many party poppers for you? I can give it an eight. I really liked it. I mean, I'm probably the first one to finish it off, so maybe that should speak for itself there. Or you're just thirsty. No, no, not that. Right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it. Um, I, I'm going to go a little lower. I'm going to give seven and a half. I I do like a sparkling white, but this is this is still a pretty good one. You know, it's it's above the middle three numbers, five, six, seven. So yeah. All right. Well, with that, how about we move on to bubbly number two? Bubbly. Bubbly. <laughs> <laughs> So, gentlemen, uh, before we get on to our next wine, um, I did like a little bit of research into sparkling wine, and by research, I mean I looked at Wikipedia and found like the most simple explanation I could find. Oh, so, the English teacher's not happy. I'm not happy on that. You didn't use your. You didn't use anything else. Nothing else but that. Uh, well, I, I used the websites for the wines that we are drinking specifically, 
So I have a primary source. I'm not just using Wikipedia. Well, I feel like you're a, you were the student who did the same thing in history and just tried to explain your way out of it. You're like, well, I looked at other things, you know, at other times. I mean, if if I were, if this was an actual serious thing that was ever going to be published, that wasn't exactly a podcast for entertainment purposes only. Then yes, I would do my research. It doesn't sound very this proud is being of the published. Yeah, published. It sounds like I the said, Blake King hour is coming up pretty quick. It's being published for for entertainment only. This isn't like you know. Are you no, saying that the ent- high class wine Are you podcast? saying entertainment does not have as much importance? Yeah. Are you? No, I'm not. I'm asking you. You know, the fringe is coming up, right? I'm saying that this is not an academic exercise. This Excuse is me, this still could be academic. Okay, man, wearing a sandwich. <laughs> you can tell me how academic you are. But is this the traditional wear of Norway and you're going to give us a, a dissertation on Norwegian hatting principles? Yep, I'm going to disassociate everything you've just said and tear it apart. I don't think you've used the right word. Right? No, I didn't. Anyway, so sparkling wine, um, so they use a, a double fermentation process to basically make the bubbles, to increase the carbon dioxide in there. So normally there would be a bit of yeast and sugar involved in winemaking. What is traditionally done in the champagne method of making sparkling wine, champagne being, of course, the fanciest word for sparkling wine and the most expensive regardless of whether it's good or not, they will add an extra bit of yeast and sugar to the bottom of the bottle before they add the wine from the vat. So it becomes extra bubbly in the bottle. And uh, they make it in, you know, special vats, not your traditional wine barrels, but vats that are able to take pressure because as the yeast creates that gas, a pressure builds. And, uh, you know, if you put that in your regular barrel, you'll get like a few creaks, maybe a leak, and then a boom, and bye-bye wine, bye-bye a year's hard work. How's that for fucking Wikipedia? <laughs> right. so, Did you use the sources at the bottom of Wikipedia? Because I was always told we could go to Wikipedia yeah. and then just click on the links that I'll, people had used. I'll admit, I've, I've told someone to do that before, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I've used that when doing certain aspects of research, but not this, just Wiki. Is wiki? Yeah. But this next wine is a different type of wine, and I want to see if either of you know anything about your sparkling wine. So this is a Prosecco. Where does Prosecco come from? A glass. With uh, orange liquor land. <laughs> no, these, these are, once again, from Dan Murphy's. I was actually going to go to First Choice Liquor, which is usually my fifth choice, but in the same place that there's a First Choice Liquor, there was a Dan Murphy's before that, so I just pulled into that parking lot first. So, are you asking us what country Prosecco comes from? Yes. Italy. Italy is correct. Yes! So we actually have some Italian Prosecco. Woo! Now, unlike Champagne, Prosecco is not a uh, guarded term. Champagne can only be Champagne if it is from the Champagne region of France. Uh, Prosecco, you can have an Australian Prosecco because uh, usually there are some trade uh, treaties that go on where you know you can't name this X, Y, or Z because this belongs to our country. And France managed to secure that for the Champagne region. Italy so far hasn't done that with Prosecco. The uh, I know within the European Union you can only call it feta if it's from uh, Greece. Otherwise, it's like a Greek style feta style cheese. Oh. Whereas we can call it feta if it's just a goat's cheese. So, Prosecco is not a uh, protected term, but we today are drinking the Santa Margarita Valladobreden. That sounded almost Russian, fuck. uh, Prosecco. You're Uh, reading that Communist Manifesto again. That was written by a German and an Englishman. It is now. You've translated it, haven't you? (laughs) This one, hopefully. Look, it's got a cork! And the 
bottle is just ever so slightly fancier. Did and you yes, take pictures I have taken pictures. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, this the operation's getting more fancy as they come along. Like, it's yeah. nice to see you guys build up over time. Now, yeah. while, while it's like I... a story evolving, isn't but it? But he's still not doing research outside of Wikipedia, so you need, maybe now, to One thing on I do actually want to say is uh, we might actually have some competition in the podcast field. What? Yeah. No. Someone else has started a podcast. Who? I don't believe it's been published yet. Who? This motherfucker. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I confess it's me. It's me. But uh, we'll get into oh. that later after this. That was excellent. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, and I'm glad it's still recording. I, was like, that up. I don't care if I was the only one who heard it. I was great. Yeah. It had a distinct note to it as well. Not just sort what of. What was a, that note? This one. What is that note? Uh, it is a note. Okay. I don't have perfect pitch. Jeez. I don't know. I have no well, idea what you're talking about. I'm just trying to get you talking. Come on, where, where's your Wikipedia knowledge? What's your perfect pitch? What is my perfect pitch? Is it my favourite one? No, like, uh, what's, your perfect, probably, what's your perfect pitch for making people believe you? Uh, for making people believe me? Yeah. There's always something that somebody says that, like, I can't believe they believed that. Now, like, I can't believe it's this not is a, This is a slightly larger not, bottle at 375 mils. We might actually not need the second bottle on this one. Ooh. Yeah, you know what? I'm not going to open the second bottle on this one. Yeah. Keep it for yourself. It's quite nice. Oh, how how about uh, well the last the last one is also the same size. You can take your favourite home as a oh, that's lovely. There we go. And that includes the empty bottles. You uh, can pick an empty bottle uh, if you they're want. They're not worth no, ten cents. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, cheers. Let's try this prosecco. Mm. Mm, that's nice. Mm. I feel like that's a bit more complex in its flavours, in a good way. Yeah, it's quite smooth though. Yeah. Oh yeah. The the brute was uh, a bit more. Mm. Sorry. Oh, the Burge. Yeah, yeah, the Burge. Sorry. The yeah. Champagne. Could have Futurama. Speaking of, did you see the news about Futurama? No. Yeah, it's coming back. They're getting Is extra it? season on oh, Hulu. Again. Yeah. <laughs> you that's... can't kill that show. <laughs> I've, actually been family watching... guy. I've actually been watching um, Futurama again because all those years ago I never was able to watch it, but now I have Disney Plus. It's all on Disney because they bought Fox, and I'm like, Fuck you, I'm watching Dick fucking Futurama now. Like the older you get, the better Futurama gets, right? Yeah. Whereas Simpsons is the opposite. Oh, I don't know. There's that great Lady Gaga episode. Oh, I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah, Obviously, let... it is the worst thing ever. Oh. And everyone should watch it just to realise... I, I don't subscribe to that notion that like Simpsons after season 10 is, is terrible. I mean, there's got to be some good stuff there, otherwise mm. it wouldn't keep going. But uh, that episode in particular is awful. Although Lady Gaga's steam train is kind of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you seem to know a lot about it for an episode you don't like. Yeah. So it's Let's delve into it's, this. It's like The Room, you know? Oh, uh, uh, no, come on. You can't bring The Room into this. That's That was intentionally bad. You can't say that The Lady the, that, Gaga No, no, no. The, the, the Room was done intending to be good. <laughs> it's just people enjoy it intentionally no, because it is no, bad. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Look, good Prosecco. Hopefully we've got a good book to match. I hope you agree, because I brought one that you might be more familiar with. Ooh. In particular, Kieran. As a book or a film? Both. Oh, fuck. I hope I can read. Dune by Frank Herbert. Oh my. Now, are we talking about the classic movie with Sting and his speedo? See, I haven't seen it, so I'm hoping you can be the expert in that. I've only seen the newer, quote-unquote, better version. Um, I, I haven't seen the old one, but I have watched uh, a few videos of, you know, comparing the old to the new. And yeah. the, uh, the biggest thing of the old one was they fit the book into one film, which the new one isn't doing, and it featured a lot of, you know, internal monologue uh, as uh, exposition. You know, basically, this is what I'm thinking. This is the situation. No, 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 no. 
uh, whereas the new film is like let's just stretch it out so that we don't have to have that well let's not hold the audience's hand through the whole thing as yeah well. I feel bad I've not read either of these books that's yet. okay that's or good. seen the films you should the, I, fir- the first part especially yeah yeah. oh yeah the f- it's, it's incredible great is great. Dune about somebody f- figuring out how to cross the sand dune so, yeah, actually yeah, yeah. At a point, <laughs> kind yeah. of yeah. All right, I don't need to see the film now no, don't I just need to go to the Sahara Desert, walk across a dune. I'm like, done dune. I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot more. In June. It's a lot more to that. June Jackson. in June. June in June, well, yeah. So uh, I do know that this is sort of uh, held up by literary critics as one of the great tomes of sci-fi. Mm. Having seen the first half done in the new film, what does the book do better? Well, for one thing, it's a complete story, but that's, you know, that's no fault of the film. They quite rightly split it in half. Because what Frank Herbert does, and it's the reason why it's considered one of the greatest pieces of sci-fi literature, is he just goes so in-depth with this alien world that no one had ever thought of. And he's thought about the environment, the ecosystem, stuff that you would you kind of take for granted. Mm. Like in a film, you go, oh, well, yeah, that's part of the thing. But in a book, that was a really strange thing to really think about and include. And he was an environmentalist himself, so it was something that he was really passionate about, and that comes across. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, so, no, I mean, I just if you love the no, environment, is, I guess. I, no, no, I mean, w- uh, world building is something yeah. that uh, you know. It's not easy. Like, no. Let's be honest. No. It is not easy. We've all seen things where a world building movie mm. is just like you left this out, you left that out, yeah. or we were expecting this and you fucking failed at that. Yeah. yeah. Like I think but, Star Wars does it well with world building, uh, albeit over a number of films, yeah. but it, and shows and. But, Books, know, but I think it's well built. I think you agree. What keeps Star Wars and Dune kind of really centralised is that very central plot about one family or two families. It doesn't go, you know, Game of Thrones route where there's houses Multiple, upon houses yeah. upon houses. It focuses on just one in particular. And I think the the thing that you know Game of Thrones failed in its world building is it's just like, oh, why are the seasons like randomly long and short? Just because. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, hey, there's magic and dragons. You can't expect me to explain well, everything. It's like, well, but even within, uh, you know, series with magic and dragons, there is some consistency mm. to that. And there is yeah. a, a wider set of rules that bind the world. If you, The only time where you can have rules that don't make sense is when the rules don't make sense intentionally in a series like... And I know this, uh, the fan fandom of this is quite cringe, but Rick and Morty, it doesn't make sense because they're traveling across multiple universes and all that stuff. So that you can have nonsensical rules and you can bend the rules and break the rules. But then you get other stuff that breaks the rules and you go like, huh, what? You know, that doesn't, you know, you, when the rules are broken, people go, what? And you go to jail and that's society. (laughs) (laughs) That just took a deviation very quickly. Well, I've opened the the front page of this book and it's got the map in it. I do like yeah. do like it when uh, authors actually put a map mm. in here. And then when you actually go to the next page, there's a cart- a cartographer notes for the map. Yeah. So it helps you really understand exactly where things are. The and isn't it like great? There's heights where they their degrees yeah. on the latitudes. And isn't um, it great having that kind of reference? Like you can read something and go. I don't know what that means. What does this place look like? You can go to the front of the book and go, oh, well, that's what it looks like. Yeah. That's where it is. Okay. And uh, did Tolkien start that? Or is there? does that predate Tolkien? I can't comment you on that. Tolkien? I'm not quite sure. Tolkien or Tolkien? Yeah, I'm pretty Tol- sure it's Tolkien. Tolkien? 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 The Hobbit dude. <laughs> the hairy Lord guy. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> guy who managed to live through World War One. Actually, with Dune, uh, Blake, could I just 
Grab that. Yeah, well, I haven't got it, so oh, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. you <laughs> can take. Wait, hang on I'm a second. Jason. Hang on, pass, <laughs> Jason, just pass, Jason, just pass that back and give it to Blake. All right, Blake, can, uh, can I have that? Sorry. Oh, you go, Kieran. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those listening and not watching because this isn't filmed, uh, he passed it back not, to uh, Not Blake. yet. Have you, still <laughs> not, have you still not got your OnlyFans or Patreon uh, going yet? Uh, there is a word in here. There is a, there is a name of a particular place. Oh, no. Now, I heard this name first in a song. And in the film, it's pronounced differently. Yeah. Jason, I see you as a neutral party. Ooh. You don't know it. So I just want to see this word what here, starting with the A. Oh, yeah. Can you pronounce that name? Just take your time. In, in your think about way. it. Yeah. How would you Arrakis. say... No. Yes! No. no. Yes. All right. Nope. So, uh, Jason, and for everyone listening, there is an Iron Maiden song, and there is actually a link to Frank Herbert. He actually commented on it. Really? An Iron Maiden song called To Tame a Land which is based on Dune and mentions many of the aspects of the of the novel. And uh, the one of the uh, lines mentions the planet uh, that the, the most of the book is set on, yeah. and it's pronounced Arrakis. However, in the film, it becomes Arrakis. Well, I can understand why, though, because there's two R's, so there should be more emphasis on the R's than the K, because well, there's well, one K in there. You could try Arrakis. And doesn't that sound well? I mean, absolutely preferred. Considering that the main the main family is from Caledon, which is clearly Caledonia, Scotland. Yeah, Arrakis well, and the Haggis makes like, sense. I'm just happy that I can roll my R's. My wife can't roll her R's. Every time I go, she just goes, So if I read this, I too control the ultimate source of power on Arrakis. See, wouldn't that, see, June, you know, June Parliament's great. Yeah. Imagine if they were all Scottish, though. Well, I mean, <laughs> they did have the bagpipes. tool can control the ultimate source of power they on They did Arrakis. have the bagpipes. They had the bagpipes yeah, in the field. Yeah, the bagpipes. <laughs> Welcome to Arrakis. <laughs> no, that's, that's really what happened. I'm but interestingly, so with that song that I was talking about by Iron Maiden, the band reached out to Frank Herbert and said, uh, we're writing this song. We really love your book. Can we name the song June? Do we have your permission? And he said, no, heavy metal is a destructive tool in our society. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, like, just noped them to death. So they just called it To Tame a Land and kept all the references in there. Uh, and, like, you know, there's, there's, it's not like they even tried to hide it. It's like, this no, is about a place that's like June. It's, it's like, no, they mentioned Arrakis. It's but, the ultimate change my, change my work, but don't make anyone notice, you know? Yeah, no, they, they still call it Arrakis. They still, like, refer to still shoots. Uh, they refer to the Gonja Bar. What a dick move, though. We love your book. Like, a big heavy metal band that's been around for decades. Like, oh, we love your book. We want to do something with it. We want to name a song after it. He just goes, nah, fuck you. I imagine if, you know, I made some great work, and then it's like, hey, we're those Christians who like, you know, suppressing people. Can we use that? I would go like, fuck you. Wow, that's a really strong comparison for Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> this is Iron Maiden. Come on. <laughs> oh, God, sorry, oh, sorry. Metallica, <laughs> didn't I? Sorry. I yeah, look, look now, now who's the bigot? Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> so, you, so you've mentioned that this book does world building incredibly mm. well and, you know, ecosystem and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Is there anything that the current 2021 film does better than the book in your opinion well I think you've mentioned it already bagpipes bagpipes <laughs> you don't get bagpipes you can't on the page. hear it. You, well, outside, you can't hear a book but you know what you can hear or the pages of the book yes but you can't hear the words can you well we've just I said a sentence so you can hear the words yeah but they were you, your words yeah but you can yeah, but well, you were speaking them. I was speaking them from the book what about audiobooks yeah what about audiobooks get an audiobook what, what about Stephen Fry actually Blake how do you pronounce that? Because I know that's in the Iron Maiden song. Oh, no. No, I'm not trying that one. 
Uh, oh, God. No. It's not even in English, so it's well out of my expertise. Let me have a look. I, I'm just going to get up the, uh, the lyrics just to make sure. Great, so we can read it and still not pronounce it correctly. Quisats. <laughs> Quisats? K-W-I-S-A-Z-A-T-Z. Oh, the second word Quisats. starting with an H is part of that. Oh, Quisats Hadarak. So the rhythm of that is... Um, Maybe yes, the Kwisatz Haderach, he is born of Kaladan, he will take the Gom Jabbar. I can imagine Iron Maiden fans, like, looking at the lyrics on their old record cover and being like, what the fuck have these guys smoke? What is a Kwisatz Haderach? When did it come out, the song, I mean? Um, that's it not... around the same time as the David Lynch film? That sounds like it's going to go into uh, Robin Williams singing uh, one of the songs out of Aladdin. Yeah. So what was that? Uh, 1983. So June was 1985. So this is this is okay. So they would have had a couple years of what the hell. Which is means this? that they that so this is one of those things. I'm always surprised, and I'm going to get onto a Led Zeppelin tangent here. But like early heavy metal bands were really big readers. There are so many Lord of the Rings references in Zeppelin. Iron Maiden wrote a whole like seven minute song about June. So despite the fact that they were all probably stoned and drunk and pills and whatever, they still read a book that there was this thick. And just for you listeners at home, the book is this thick. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a page number just to give us comparison? Sure. Uh, 577 from this edition. Yeah, screw you first Harry Potter book. And the second one. And, and the third one. Yeah, you're going to keep, you keep going. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was, what was it, A Half-Blood Prince was the longest? Yeah, the fifth yeah, one. So. Yeah. No, that's sixth. Order of the Phoenix, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the fifth. I thought the sixth, and then it was like slightly... No, more. yeah, sorry, Order of the Phoenix Order is number five. Order of the Phoenix is fifth, and then yeah, Half-Blood Prince that's, that's, that's the longest one. That's the longest one, yes. The, the Half-Blood Order Prince. of the Phoenix. No, Half-Blood... I think it's Order. Oh. I'll bring it in next time. <laughs> All right. Well, it, look, it looks like I've got a Google up already. So let me just oh, right. write longest. Uh, that looks like fucking Wikipedia, mate. Are we going to talk about the drink? <laughs> uh, yes. Well, look, we've uh, we've uh, finished. Well, you finished it. I'm getting close. Uh, but how do you take your uh, spice? What what is a measurement of spice? No, no, no you just got to say like out of how much spice, you know. How much spice do you give it out of ten? All the spice. No. <laughs> um, oh solid. yeah, it is Order of the Phoenix. I stand corrected. Aha. Fuck yeah. So you want to go back and change my original rating for the first one now, because I think this is better. You I can think do this that is... at the end. Okay. Wait till you've got all three. Well, I'll say this... No, because I'll forget by then. I'll say this is an eight, and I'll push the other one back to a 7.5. This one's a nine for me. This is a great Prosecco. I love this. Do you have any more information on the... Uh, on on the... your Wikipedia page? On your Wikipedia page? Well, I have some information straight from the uh, horse's mouth himself. So Santa Margarita Wines began in 1935 on some abandoned land in the countryside in Italy's... Veneto region Ooh. so for those of you if I'm using Italian Italy looks like a leg uh, you're looking at the part where the upper part of the thigh meets the butt so above right the the northeastern side uh, on the Mediterranean coast kind of opposite uh, Croatia so it's Croatia. Okay. Florence yeah. but more to the right to the left oh no she, I don't know where Florence is now that I think about it <laughs> Florence is smack bang in the middle oh okay so to the so, left you'd be heading towards Morocco you, you to know, the right you know, you'd be heading I, towards I must Croatia. insist that you use north, south, east and west so you're talking about the northeast so we're talking about the northeast coast that of curves Italy. around yes, in that giant golf yeah. it was Count Gatano Mazzotto Mazzotto yeah. uh, Mazzotto so he, <laughs> he wanted to bring the region back to a sort of prowess that it hadn't had you know this is before World War Two, so you know things were probably not great in much of Europe for that time look it managed to, managed to survive the war and we know that uh, the north part of Italy was also uh, big in pockets of fascist resistance so you know we don't know he could have been one of the good guys um, can anyone find a swastika on that 
Uh, well, it wouldn't be because he would have been Italian. Oh, you never know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> just oh, let's like Italians yeah. could be Nazis. So he named the the uh, winery after the love of his life, his wife Margarita. That's beautiful. Oh. And Santa. Um, I know in Spanish that translates to saint. I'm assuming it doesn't Italian as well. I'm still wearing sense. a Santa hat. Yes, so but that, that's a different. It's me. Yes, Jason but, Margarita. Yeah, <laughs> Jason Prosecco. <laughs> Jason Prosecco, indeed. Well, look, I'm going to give this. Uh, I'm going to give this eight and a half spice, and uh, this is going to let me travel through all the wormholes and. Uh, Wait, no, 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 you're going too far now. <laughs> getting, getting too far into the metaphor from June. Uh, it doesn't really do that. What does it do? It really makes your do. eyes blue. Yeah, it makes your eyes blue. <laughs> Wait, yeah, you've been having spice. No, no, no spice for you. I've been having a little spice. My eyes are grey. Like a corpse, a little bit you know? like a <laughs> like a corpse. Well, we we were going to start off with Fifty Shades of Grey, move into Fifty Shades of Grey. So I mean, fuck it, let's just move into Forty Nine Shades, shades of, of de- Decomposition. <laughs> Please come out into our yard where we have pre-prepared Fifty Shades of Decomposition. You, you don't have to say pre-prepared. Prepared. You can just say prepared. <laughs> There's a word already for that. I have an English teacher who will confirm this. Just say yes. There was a not yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, now that we're all giggly and giddy, let's get on to our last bottle. Hey. Hey. Hello. Hi. You there? We hope that you're still listening. Uh, we just need to interrupt the episode for just a few moments. The first thing being is drink responsibly. If you're not drinking responsibly, we probably actually don't want you listening to this podcast. No, because we're all about drinking responsibly. Even though we have a lot of fun, have some chats, and we do have a little bit more than normal, we still encourage drinking responsibly and don't drink and drive. Don't be a dick. No, don't be a dick. Don't drink and drive. And also, we'd like to acknowledge that we record all episodes, at least at this stage, on the traditional lands of the Ghana people. And we'd like to pay our respects to all the Ghana people, elders, past, present, and emerging. Let's get back to the episode. Okay, we are on to our last bottle, but before on to our last bottle, uh, I need to ask a very pointed question. Blake, Shit. why are you starting a competing podcast? Because you talk about books every third episode. <laughs> I believe you're talking about books... Wait, every third... Sorry, every third, third episode. Every, every six episodes in a set of ten. Well, maybe that's the problem, is that you don't do it every third episode as per our contract. You know. Well, Wait, hang on. We signed a contract. Uh, I, I'm still writing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I signed it, so I thought it was like you know, it was in, it's set in stone now. I believe what you signed was a birthday card <laughs> <laughs> to yourself. <laughs> but no, uh, do do tell us about your podcast because I believe it doesn't actually directly compete with ours in the sense of what we're doing and what you're doing. Well, so no, it's all good. No, no, no. Well, all right. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how we go. No, well, you know, I've, I've been kind of bragging about how I'm going to take over the podcast or I'm going to start a spin-off, so I'm like, well, third episode, I've got to come, you know, prepared this time. So we start our own podcast about uh, comic books, funnily enough. And when you say we, who is we? So it's my friend Braden Greenslade, who I mentioned uh, last episode. So we've been friends, comic friends, we should say, for nearly 10 years now. So thought, turn these conversations we have regularly into a bit of a discussion now you said comic friends is what's uh different between comic friends and other friends i think you can work that out pretty easily karen it's a sexual thing right i mean there are some texts there's a lot of paper cuts at the end of that (laughs) 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 
I wasn't circumcised before. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's well, right. Congratulations. Bring me, bring me That's yeah. fantastic. So it's, I believe you said it was going to be like a limited run, just sort of... Yeah, so like a good maxi series, 12 episodes, 12 issues, so one every, one every month for now, and if we do all right or we enjoy it, we'll keep going from there. And do you plan on discussing all ranges of comic books, or are you sort of sticking to one so we're gonna particular do, genre? No, we're going to do one an episode, so just one limited series, or at least one comic run per episode. That's now. awesome, that's yeah. fantastic. And well, what, what have you named it? Uh, it's called B&B Men in Tights. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. yeah. That Men is a good name. Thank you. Well, well done on the name. Well, I was hoping, I don't, I don't know if I should be asking publicly, but I was hoping you guys would come on an episode. And Ooh. I've already kind of prepared what it's going to be about as well. Oh, okay. us on a podcast? Yeah, that's weird. As, as like both of us at the same time or individually? I mean, I'm happy with either. Oh, oh four way. Here, Here we go. go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh god! I hope you have enough microphone. <laughs> But that's that's great news. Congratulations Thank on you. that. Looks like we're celebrating all things Blake today. Now, I thought we'd save the most expensive for last. So just so you know, the first bottle was around uh, $9. The second bottle was around 15 Ooh. Now, this is a $30 bottle. A $30 bottle of wine. So a $30 bottle for 375 mils. So this is premium French champagne from the... London. Oh, sorry, the Lanson. London. <laughs> so I read the cursive one first and then read the. You've like, gone real Aussie with that. Oh, London. you got that London <laughs> campaign. I'm, I'm trying to do the French thing. Like, London. 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 No, keep saying croissant and then you'll get it. Croissant. 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 My dream is to go to a, a French uh, patisserie and go, hey, can I get a croissant? <laughs> and, and just watch them like have a stroke and die in front of me. Can I have a croissant? No, no, cru- croissant with snails. Uh, so, Monson uh, is a winery that's been around for quite some time, uh, since 1760. Ooh. So uh, older than the United States. Older than the Revolution. Uh, older than uh, white colonization of Australia. They actually have a manifesto on their website. Of course, you found this. <laughs> So, I'm going to pop this bottle at the end of this manifesto. So, let me let me read it to you. Because uh, Blake's here, so I'm going to do a bit of reading. Yes. <clears throat> Got your My job out. is done. All right. In a world of uncertainty that becomes more and more divided each day, we're among those who believe that the world, like happiness, is better when shared. Those who believe that love for others is also love for life. At L'Anson, we're among those who believe in love. Love for the soil, for the terrier, for a, a job well done. A sustainable love. A love of sharing, of being together, of making people happy. At Lanson, we will always stand for the values of openness, kindness, humility, authenticity and elegance. Since 1760, we've been for those who hold out a hand, who love each other and prove it. Each in their own way, but always in the most beautiful way. Lanson. It's all about love. I feel like I should be voting for you now. You should always be voting for me. Oh, well, that sounds like a bit of a bribe. Especially with that... <laughs> it's not a, wine is not a bribe. Despite what Ooh. the Independent Commission Against Corruption <laughs> uh, in New South Wales in the 90s may have found, wine is not a bribe. Yeah, but we haven't had one in the 2020s, have we? Yeah. No, uh, but apparently, you know, fucking someone in Parliament is fine. Gladys. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs>
I swear I was going to come on and be like, don't mention anything political, and then I just couldn't help it. Well, no, I mean, politics has been in the news lately. We're yeah. clearly in election season. Could you tell? Here in South Australia and federally in Australia. Yes. I'd like to just give big props to the Labour Party for uh, successfully <laughs> destroying the, um, uh, what is it, uh, religious, the religious discrimination religious bill. bill. Yeah. The religious discrimination bill was allow- going to allow religious institutions to discriminate against uh, uh, gay, lesbian, transgender, bisexual, and uh, other, you know, of that nature individuals. Which is not acceptable. No, no. not at all. So uh, Labour added an amendment, which they got passed through Rebecca Sharkey from Cent- Centre Alliance. And the amendment basically said they amended a different part of the law which said you can't discriminate against these people. So then the Australian Christian lobby, even after this religious discrimination bill passed, because this other part, this addendum to the uh, other bill passed, they said, we don't want it anymore. We can't discriminate properly. So they successfully buried it by passing it and passing something else with it. (laughs) I'll admit, when I heard about it the night before and I heard there was going to be amendments, I was worried. But then the outcome... Yeah. What a great victory. So, so yeah, the, the game that Labour played was like, oh, you want this? Well, we'll pass it if you let us amend it. And then the Conservatives and Liberals are being all like, oh, yeah, sure, amend it. And then they're just like, all right, the bill can't do what you want it to do. It's kind of like, <laughs> I want to have your steak. All right, you can have my steak. Can I do something to it first? Sure. And then you take a giant shit on that steak. It's like, <laughs> well, I don't want this steak anymore. <laughs> so congratulations, Labour. You took a... Uh, well, really, if anything, you took a steak on Liberal shit because Liberal had the shit and you had the steak. Actually, one interesting thing is that in a uh, religious private school, under the amendments that Labor p- proposed, an individual who identifies as transgender would actually have more rights than someone who is not. <laughs> so it's one of those things that when you look at it now that the dust has settled, it was like, this was always meant to just stop everything from going through. It's a smart play. It is. So uh, that that's my political rant for today, but uh, I thought it was worth mentioning. Oh, worth, 100%. What's worth celebrating the victory. We're celebrating. And, uh, for the rights of all. And uh, Jason, I'm going to just speak on behalf of the podcast. We here at Drink Discussion respect all individuals of all sexual and gender orientations, whatever they may be and however they may express themselves. I 110% agree. I'd love to agree to that as well, if that's okay yeah. with you. Yes, that's fine. When you said I'd love to agree, I was going to say like, <laughs> I was expecting the but. Because I didn't want to... Well, I've got my own podcast now. I didn't want to... You know, step too far. All right, are you Sorry. going to speak on behalf of your podcast? Absolutely. Oh, great. <laughs> Preemptively. So, so we've got two podcasts yeah. here agreeing that LGBTQ plus rights are good. Yes, and I think we should cheers to that uh, above all. Yes, cheers. Cheers. Ooh, ooh, that's different. Mm. Not a bad way. It's just noticeable. I'm at a party. Bit of this, an this is. This yeah. feels like a. An occasion drink. It's got a cold chill. That's quite nice. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. I get me that like little twinge. You know, when you get something really sweet in your uh, in your cheekbones. That little, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, <laughs> it's, it's a drink that feels like it makes you want to celebrate. Mm, yes, as that band once said, "Celebrate good times." Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever band that may be. Pretty sure it was cool in the gang, but cool with a K. No, we, we only talk about vitamin C and nothing else. And just that one graduation song that everybody <laughs> plays. As we go! I, you know, let's not risk the uh, copyright strike. I think you've already you know, Well, speaking of as we go on, we should go on to our next book. The last one, right? Well, yes, our next one. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Shed. Uh, I'm going to disappoint you, Jason. Fifty Shades of Grey. Has it, well, Fifty Shades of Grey has been adapted, so it would be applicable to this. Well, I'd just like to put out for both of our podcasts that neither adaptation nor book is worth your time, so do not bother. I do remember what I watched Fifty Shades of Grey, the first one, kind of just like 
for lols and the only thing I took away from it was, was the main... Was a huge erection. No, the main male lead, <laughs> at one point, he must have, like, the air condition must have been blowing from one side of him only because his nipples were clearly different <laughs> sizes. So I can only assume that the air conditioning oh, was kind of... Again, it's head. another thing that you've said, you claim not to like, but you know very intimate details about it. No, because cause I remember seeing it's like, I when, like, it was like the sex scene, you, like, you see that little bit of, like, shaft and, like, he rips off his shirt. And the one thing that's... I said it out loud, I was like... His nipples are different sizes. It just like stood out to me. It's like, why didn't you even the temperature on the side of his body? Did, did you say that in the cinema? Like you were watching it? No, like, uh, his nipples are different sizes. To be, and then to be like fair, I watched, woman. I watched a downloaded version. Someone downloaded it and I watched it. <laughs> Uh, not just last night, every night. <laughs> oh, he downloads every. It's like he's he's those he's those memes that says I think I've downloaded the wrong film. <laughs> anyway, anyway, come on, let's let's get into Blake's books. We're on All a Blake's right. books episode. Yes, let's uh, feature segment. Let's see what he's got for us. I'm glad you read about the segment. Uh, sorry, oh god, that was really bad. It's it's the wine. I swear, you read the manifesto about happiness. Yes, I'm hoping you understand the connection to this next one. Ah! Oh, it's like the best thing ever! Not gonna lie, I won't say what it is just yet, but I saw the <laughs> yellow, and I thought you'd got, like, Microsoft for Dummies or something. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the Microsoft better. for Dummies film? No. It's the intro to Microsoft 1995 with Jennifer Aniston. Oh, yeah, and Matthew Perry. Perry. Really? Yeah, it's like them guiding you through how to use Windows 95. It's the whitest thing ever. Oh, I have to watch that. <laughs> yes. But Blake, uh, tell us what you've got. It's, it's Watchmen by Alan Moore with art by Dave Gibbons. Oh, I think if anyone has written a perfect limited series uh, graphic novel... Actually, I'll give it to you, Jason, so you can have a look. Yeah, so I've, got, I've got a version with a holographic cover. Yeah, I know. Oh, just I remember when you told me that you got it. I'm like, I'm so I got it when the dimmers closed down at yeah. Run The Mall. Yeah. I looked at it too, the day, literally the day before, I'm like, I don't need it. I haven't, you know, I've got a copy. Blah, blah, blah. Jesus, you've you got to give him a blowjob in this section. Fucking There's hell. a lot of sex scenes in Watchmen. And it's, like he's sticking a, his finger in her mouth. Well, no, but uh, well, it, there's a lot in of the multiple. Like there's multiple of the one guy. <laughs> All right, let's just put it out there. The most important part of getting people to read this book, there is a lot of dong in it. There's a lot of dong. Blue dong. Blue dong. There's, the there's also non. I'm non- looking for the hang on, hang on. No, no, it's the further you go. So it's the other. Oh, the way. further you go. Sorry, yes. <laughs> I don't want to rewind the film. The less oh, he feels with humanity, the more less legs. he dresses in. So you get your blue dong. More legs. Maybe in the Mars section. Yeah. I just realised down saying that sounds to someone who's never read. <laughs> now it brings me meaning to the uh, the popular, um, you know, well, some LGBT Mars. nightclub in Adelaide, the Mars Bar. It's all about Doctor Manhattan. <laughs> They're just really big comic nerds. That's cool. I, I, went, I went there I went one night. Yeah? Yeah, with some people from work when I used to work at a particular department store. Uh, I had a few to drink at the casino. Yeah. I don't remember much after the casino. The next thing I remember is, where are we? And then the words I heard from the back distinctively were, we're at the Mars bar, darling. I got cut off at the Mars bar and told to have water as a shot. And while the guy <laughs> turned around to pour the alcohol for other people, I just... Threw the shot over my shoulder. <laughs> I uh, I got told at the Mars bar once that I dance like a straight, and it's like, well, I mean, it, it's it's not untrue. Uh, so anyway, so Watchmen, classic yeah. graphic novel. I I remember um, when the film came out. I actually uh, I didn't watch the film first. I went and I downloaded. Oh, there's the penis. 
Yep, there you go. Yep, yep, there it is. Yeah, very blue. The Doctor Manhattan penis. So I, I downloaded it as a series of JPEGs and like, but high quality JPEGs. <laughs> yeah, 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 And just read it on my computer, and I, I read it in exactly a, how Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons <laughs> wanted you to read it as the artist through intended. JPEGs. <laughs> so, I, I read it in and, a locked zip file. <laughs> you don't need to pass to me. You need to hold this. I've got my own copy. Oh. Wow. I was going to say, you're you're out of your element. You are the... You're the odd one out. Yeah. I'm the odd one but out in I, I remember reading it and I started reading it maybe like six o'clock in the evening, had dinner, came back and just like, you know, just me looking at a screen and like occasionally just click. Yeah. Next page. Click. It engrossed me. It uh, And then I, I watched the adaptation by Zack Snyder. Yes. Zack Snyder notably made one very big change, which yes. I think, you know, at this stage, it is a... 13 year old film yeah and it's like a four, nearly 40 year old comic book so, so if you haven't figured it out you're fine so one thing I'll say is that <clears throat> it's not a giant squid it's no. a series of blue nukes yeah uh, now I'm going to comment on the change here yeah I, I was hoping you would I believe that this change actually makes more sense me too me too I'm so glad you said that yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, there are a lot of purists who are like oh, you need the giant squid I, I love the giant squid but it doesn't make mean that it makes more sense no, thematically I, I, th- I think that it also gives more motivation for what happens to one character at the end to happen at the end yes a uh, blue character a, a certain blue character with Dong that we have discussed before well I have a question for both of you what draws you what draws you to the book? Like, what draws you to Watchmen? Like, the, what what is it for you that... Obviously, everyone has something. Okay. What is your something? I, I'm going to get super deep. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. so for me, at 2009, this is a time that I look back on and realise that I was living with an undiagnosed depression. And the absolute nihilism of this book just, like, appealed to that. Appealed to my, like, there is no saving humanity. The only way to save humanity is to destroy it. And that's how I really felt at that time. I kind of ex- existed in a very uh, limited way. I would go to rehearsals. I would go to uni. I would go to my room. That's it. I didn't really socialize. And the the sort of like the lack of humanity in here from some characters really spoke to me. I really felt like this book was a reflection of the world as I saw it at that time. Since then, I've moved on. Uh, <laughs> From being Thankfully. depressed, I, I've just decided to choose not to be depressed. So, you've, so, you've, <laughs> so you've decided not to get architects together to create a giant squid that will destroy half of New York and then bring the world to peace. No, no, not at all. At the time, this really spoke to me, and but it's other themes. It's it's criticism of uh, of you know capitalism, conservatism, Reaganism through Nixon. Yeah. <laughs> Things you'd never thought you'd say. Yeah. 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 Uh, it, it's just it's just a brilliant there's so many layers to this mm. and it's like an infinite onion you can peel back those layers yeah. and there's still more onion wow there, there's, there's always new anchor also the story's within a story mm. now if you've watched the film you've only watched part of the film well no there's the ultimate cut you know which includes all of Tales it. of the Black Friday yeah, and all yeah. that yeah, the there, four hour version there's, yeah. so there's a comic book that some characters read inside this comic book and what? in the yeah. film version, it's an animated sort of extra. What are their names? The two guys, the newspaper stand guy and the comic guy. Oh They've no! Got, it's Herschel yeah. and Herschel. Maybe yeah. Something like that. They, they, they have the same name. They both yeah. don't realize until everything's up shit creek that they've both actually got the same name. In the extended version, it has this. <clears throat> and the Zack Snyder film to me is basically the truest adaptation mm. that you can get. There is the motion comic. Yeah. But I don't. I didn't really. I don't like love it. the voice acting. It feels a little bit choppy in some places. Yeah. 
And uh, if you uh, if you watch uh, the Justice League that Zack Snyder directed, you should watch this first mm. because this the the film of that I mean, he did of Watchmen. It's the basis of, of what he does really yeah. for superhero films is Absolutely. that book. Yeah. Now that's that's my why I like oh, it. I'm no. going to hand the book to Blake, oh, and you no. can tell who I'm going to get real like nerdy. Um, so I got real nerdy and deep. You yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't go that deep. Who doesn't love going deep? <laughs> Your mum. <laughs> <laughs> I might call it out here, guys. I'll tap out, I think. No. I just... I like it because it's something different. And that's what it was intended to be. It was kind of intended by Moore to be, like, almost like the last superhero comic. Like, it would address everything. It addresses every single trope down to the letter. It addresses... It really criticises what it means to be a comic book, you know? It plays with panels and uh, structure and storytelling. It includes everything in it. And it tells this somehow cohesive story that resonates in obviously lots of ways because I've never... This is the first time I've heard someone give that interpretation of the book, but I love it because that's a very personal thing for oh, thank you. you. You have that connection with certain characters in one time of your life, but then in another time of your life you have a connection mm. with other characters. And all the characters yeah. are so flawed and they're so familiar to I us. mean, you know, outside of the obviously rapey elements... Back in the day, but, it, I was very much like the it, comedian was someone that like yeah. that that kind of like life has no meaning, everything yeah. shit. Like or even well, like Ozymandias, where it's if I want to have something more in life, I have to achieve it. I have to do it myself. Yeah. You know? Well, actually, I think I'm probably more Ozymandias. I think now. so too. Yeah. Yeah. From what, it, from what I heard, more Ozymandias. And, and and I think also a bit of Night Owl, just in terms of being like just a decent human. I think that's where you've kind of transitioned to, which is a good thing. Yeah, Night Night Owl is a vessel in which we transition through. <laughs> you are right it is different and it was intended to be mm. uh, an alternative to yeah. you know superheroes at the time and I, and I don't want to drag the film because I think that's one of the few things one of the things that kind of got us discussing and becoming friends was that film in particular mm. like, I think we're both yeah. I think I'm both commenting saying we're fans of the film for me the only disappointing thing about the film was there was a trailer released with the Smashing Pumpkins song The Beginning is the End is the Beginning which was originally written for one of the uh, like '90s Batman films. Oh yeah, the Batman and Robin, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's great inc- film. It's incredible. <laughs> it's incredibly dark. It but is for the, kids. the lyrics of the song, you look at it, and it's like, wow, this is so- a song written perfectly for Doctor Manhattan. Mm. Then when they released the uh, the soundtrack for this film, they did not include yeah. that Smashing Pumpkins song. And it's like, it's the one Smashing Pumpkins song I actually like. You know, there's that one that goes, you know, it's just, it's just whining. You know, you know what? I mean, Smashing Pumpkins, good job, whatever. But Billy Corgan, obviously, you haven't got over your child abuse, which is sad. Please seek help from a therapist or read Watchmen, or at least license more of your music to Watchmen. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it'll make more sense. Yeah. Have you seen the film? I've seen the film a very long time ago when it first came out, and I've not watched it ever again. I don't, I don't remember much. Okay. To be honest, it is, it is quite nihilistic. I, I didn't quite understand it. If I, from what <laughs> I do remember, I remember the sex scene in the floating. Oh yeah, machine. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's above the, the burning. The, uh, yeah, Lennon Cohen's hallway. Yeah, that's that's all I remember. It took a long time. And some dude with a hat. That was one thing I remember. Like you know, you have your own way of thinking a word in your head. But it wasn't until I saw the film that it's like, oh, that's how you pronounce Rorschach. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's Rorschach. Sorry, what was that again? Rorschach. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like someone saying wind like the wind, uh, run like the wind. You know, I've read it. I've never heard it said, you know. The thing is, is I, I'm terrible at reading. 
It, it took me a whole semester at school to read the first Del Toro Quest book. <laughs> Sorry, how this teacher I shouldn't laugh at that. But it's, really <laughs> it's really bad. But I'm just terrible. I just look honestly. But that's what I've been trying to promote to you guys every episode: is that there are alternate ways to read books. Oh. It's not just about getting a book out and you know planting your eyes in front of it for an hour or two. You know, there are lots of different. A hundred percent. And I have a bunch of comic books at home. I actually have Futurama comic books. Yeah. I have Simpsons comic books. That I have actually finished. I read them within the day I bought them. And that's the medium that I preferred. Yeah. Something straightforward, simple, easy to enjoy. And that's what I like. That's fair enough. I would definitely recommend reading this. Mm. I can lend you my copy if you want. That's very brave of you. Yeah. I, never, I, I might please, burn it. Uh, if you fucking burn it, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take this podcast away from you. I'm going to find another it person named Jason to yeah. drink with. That's all right. I'll, I'll take over. Like, I can do two podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but we release on like a weekly It'll, to sometimes fortnight. Yeah, but I'll be like my, you know, I have my Clark Kent persona in the drink discussion, and then oh, I have my Superman have glasses. In. Yeah, 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 true. Yeah. Yeah, we just miss it in the phone booth. So who has those? Now I do have to ask. We, we said that the film is great and mm. the comic is great. Is there anything that the comic does better than the film? Or vice versa. Yeah, I think the film definitely the ending's a lot cleaner and a lot more thematically resonant. And I think there's only one way to see Doctor Manhattan's Blue Dong, and that's on the big screen Oof. in 4K. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 4K dick. Yeah, it doesn't make it any bigger, but it makes it much better. You know, up until that time, I always thought that big swing and dick was just something people said, but no, nah, it's big, it swings, and it is a dick. <laughs> So uh, this wine, how many blue dongs are we giving? Uh, that's the only measure yes. you can use when you've been talking about Watchmen. I'm going to give it nine blue dongs. Um, I'll admit one of those is just for the fact that I get to say blue dongs. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a rating out of blue dongs. Uh, I'm gonna I'm, yeah. <laughs> give us the inches. Yeah. <laughs> 9.3 dongs so that's really a 9 <laughs> <laughs> really it's a 6 <laughs> no but seriously 9.3 this is a fantastic drink it really is and I, I think I would almost give it a 10 but we haven't had many champagnes on the podcast and I don't want to we can always I, come back to this on a later day yeah and Definitely I don't sure. I don't want to bump it up I don't want to give something a 10 unless it really deserves it straight out the gate for me, this is a 9.3 straight out the gate easy. It is absolutely brilliant. For me, I'm going to be with Blake. This is a, a nine dong wine. Yes. Uh, but one of the great things about this is that, so this bottle, 375 mil, we each had a glass. I bought a second bottle of it because I didn't think that would be enough, but hey, it was. It's enough for three glasses. If you've got a small celebration, it's great for that. And, uh, roughly, and it has a cork. It has a cork for popping. Mm. Uh, and roughly, you know, $10 a glass. So, you know, I've seen worse wine for that at restaurants for that value. So and if it's that quality, you know, yeah. what's, what's wrong with paying a bit more? That's right. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's 3.7 standard drinks, so, you know, you're getting more than your one standard within that glass. We're getting 1.333333. Wait, no, one point like two three. One point three naked dogs. Hey, Google, what's seven divided by three? The answer is approximately 2.333333. Not three, three, just two point three three. Ah, oh, right. It's good though. But it's approximate. Approximate. Yeah, yeah, approximate. Well, uh, look, I'm sorry, everyone at home, if I've accidentally activated your Google Home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, maybe we'll put that in the warning for this episode. <laughs> we should probably warn them about the dong as well. <laughs> Content warning. We have explicit on all of our Oh, okay, episodes. right then. I mean, we're I mean you drinking. can say... It's probably the worst that you've said. Well, if you could say a rude word right now, what are you going to pick? Dong. Dong. Well, okay. No, no, no. Massive blue dong. Massive blue dong. Yeah. Kieran? Yeah. Flugelhorn. What? <laughs> it's just got a nice ring to it, and it, uh, you're a fucking flugelhorn, mate. All you right. know? See, yeah. Did you feel that? Yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit uneven because you've got the Australian part, and then you've just got this weird thing going on. Yeah. Oh, look, I'll, I'll come up with other insults. Yeah. yeah. I'm keen to hear them. Keen to hear them? Yeah, well, yeah. Just quickly, let's go around the room. Best Australian insult, or best like really bogan insult. I'm going to leave it to you guys because I work for the department, so. I'd like to keep it PG if that's okay. That's fair you, enough. You can give us I'll a PG judge insult. if that's cool with you. Okay, well, we've got a judge, yeah. Kieran. All right. Really bogan or your best Muppet voice? <laughs> Mate, you're such a Wally. You're such a. What? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've heard like four people use that term this week, but prior to that, it's been like a decade. <laughs> so have I, but they were in year seven, so you know. Exactly. Yeah. Really? yeah. Wow. That's all I have. Can I do my Muppet voices? Yes, please do. Yeah. <clears throat> gotta get gotta get in the right range mm-hmm. you know like uh yeah you're a fucking asshole that's what you are I'll fucking stab you <laughs> <laughs> this episode just took a turn very quickly we've had a quite a bit to quite a it's couple all of the alright alright here's, here's an offer <laughs> Elmo wants you to shut the fuck up <laughs> well Elmo can fuck off please help <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean Elmo gets rad pussy <laughs> 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 Who doesn't love a bit of red velvet? <laughs> she wore red velvet. <laughs> and you just got copyrighted. You clicked on beat three. That's like fucking white as hell. Yeah, I know. That's why I did it. Well, look, thank you so much, Blake, for coming in and bringing thank you. in. Thank some... you for celebrating with me. I do appreciate yes, it. Yes. Congratulations on, on the engagement. Congratulations on the podcast. Yeah. That's fantastic news. have to get you guys on soon. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, if you need any help with editing or how to release it, Jason knows all about that. And I can offer his services because it's not me. So go through say, Jason. This was getting a little condescending, but you came back. From no, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, you did. Yeah, just putting more work on me. I, yeah, I exactly. I know that was I'm doing out. important work right now. I'm getting paid more than I ever have in my fucking life. So, you know, I'm busy. Uh, well, all right. <laughs> no, mate, like, you not... only have a child, man. That's oh, yeah, not no, hard. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> you, you, that, you do that for the love, all right? I do what I do for the money. Yeah, I'm certainly not getting paid to be a father, but I do love it. Like usual, I'm somewhere in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) That's how we like to host it. Anyway. (laughs) And anyway, for drink discussion, I've been Kieran. And I've been Jason. Please recycle your bottles. Hi there. Thank you for listening to Drink Discussion. I'd just like to remind you that Drink Discussion is recorded, produced and created by Jason Voigt and Kieran O'Day. Copyright 2022.